everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Peace of Mind podcast, where we talk about issues ranging from science to current events to just talking with fellow students. For today's episode, I wanted to go over the College Board. As many of you know, the College Board is a not-for-profit organization that gives out AP testing as well as SAT and PSAT testing for high school students not only in the United States, but also in other countries as well, such as India and China. But coming along in the past couple of years, we've seen a bit of turmoil within this organization, where many of the students and clients of the organization chastise its practices and what the College Board really stands for. For any of you who don't know what AP, SAT, and PSAT tests are, here's a basic rundown. AP tests, also known as Advanced Placement Tests, are tests given at the end of the year, usually in May, June, and sometimes even July for supplementary tests that are given to any high schooler that pays the necessary dues. For many schools across the United States, these AP tests are extremely important, as if you get a 3 or higher on a 5-point scale, the students are eligible for college credit in many colleges across the United States. More than that, colleges in the admissions process also look at AP tests as a signal for how well prepared a student is for the college level rigor and how academically capable a student is. SAT tests, on the other hand, are a bit different. Based on a 1600 scale this time, students are tested on mathematical and language arts slash grammar subjects and yet again is quite vital to the college admissions process, in which students are taken based off their universal scores and with their scores are thus determined to be college competitive within certain campuses. And lastly, the PSAT is much like the SAT, except this time scored on a 15-20 scale, in which students in 10th and 11th grade who get high enough of a score are eligible for many academic scholarships, such as the National Merit Scholar, which can give the student a lot of academic clout in a sense. But today mainly, I want to focus on the AP testing. Today is May 18th, 2020, and last week we saw the first administration of the online AP test in physics C and mechanics, and as the week progressed with more and more AP tests coming and going, we saw quite a bit of problems occurring for many students across the nation. Many students weren't able to submit their answers through the photographic method in which the student takes a photo of their answers and uploads it to the College Board system because of the improper format given by iPhones and Androids, and this led to College Board being in quite a situation, with many students voicing their opinions on Twitter and social media. But the problems didn't only stay within social media and the problems in AP testing, but instead due to social media's magic, of course, snowballed into a bigger movement, a movement against the College Board itself. And this was only compounded by some of the shady and suspect things the College Board has done, ramping up AP test scores and being caught in quite a few scandals with the SAT, making the test easier in order to compete with competitors such as the ACT. But in all of that, it's important that we take a look at the College Board. And instead of focusing on the problems it poses to students and the educational space, look at how we can improve the College Board as a whole, 
and change the educational landscape for the better of high school students, not only in the United States, but across the world. Looking at the College Board, I actually don't believe that problems because of the online testing due to coronavirus are the biggest sources of concern for AP tests, but rather it's the socioeconomic inequality that divides test takers and families. I think Alan Chang summarizes it the best on his blog Prep Scholar, where he writes, quote, While AP has often been touted as an equalizing force in education, it tends to just perpetuate unequal outcomes. And he's certainly right when he says this. Well-prepared and well-funded students do well on AP tests. They have access to tutors and a better quality of education, with teachers that have more training and more resources to spend on their students, while students from less wealthy schools do objectively worse. They don't have access to tutors or even a high-quality education. So what ends up happening is that similar to the SAT, ACT, and really any other universalized test, these tests simply reinforce what's happening right now, which is that students with funding do well and students with less funding struggle. And looking at the situation at hand, I believe that there are two main solutions to this problem. First is for the College Board to develop a harder stance on their discounted waivers. The College Board is trying to combat this situation, and through that, they're trying to decrease the price of tests for eligible families through discounted waivers that take around half the price off of AP tests. Now, unfortunately, this isn't simply working, as less than 40% of all eligible families and test takers actually use the discounted price, which means that more and more students are subject to the insane prices of AP testing, even though their families cannot afford it. And the second solution would be to decrease the overall price of testing as a whole. And it may seem less plausible, but these AP tests are around $100 a piece. And this is quite problematic even for middle class families. This year I'm taking two AP tests and the total amounts to just less than $200. But for many of my neighbors who are in their junior and sophomore years, their total cost for AP testing can hover right around $500 to $600. The costs can definitely stack up which is why the College Board should look to decrease their pricing of tests to make it more manageable for families. And they certainly have the funds to do, f do it. Although the College Board lists itself as a non-profit organization, it is for profit. It made $1.07 billion last year, which means that they certainly have the funds to decrease the price here and there at least by maybe 5 to even $10, which can be a huge change for families across the United States. And as a nonprofit, we have to address this in a certain sense. It does make money, and due to its nonprofit status, it doesn't need to pay taxes, which has been a subject of scrutiny. But looking past that, it's imperative that we don't look to strip everybody of their power and success within this organization because it has been built up by a group of people and they've earned their dues. They've fallen into the pool of their success, if you will. Instead, we have to make reasonable change to ensure that the organization itself doesn't crumble and us as clients of this organization still gain positives from the situation, which is why even decreasing the tests by $10 or even $5 a piece can have a big change. Moreover, with the recent increase in interest about the College Board, 
I wanted to take a bit of a dive into the problems with the College Board and possible solutions to the problems we see at hand. And overall, I've determined that there's really an overall stigma. Many dislike the organization for its nonprofit status and due to the fact that they still take money. And this is also compounded by the recent problems on the AP test on which students couldn't submit. And the fact of the matter is many people focus on the bad. And although there are still some problems, the College Board can still ease the issues and help, whether it be by decreasing the cost of their tests or going even further. And really, I've summarized the overall situation and compared it to many other companies today, and I found some very compelling parallels. After doing a bit of research, I figured out that the video game industry is also facing a couple of the same issues. Many of the video game players are complaining about the very predatory and excessive monetary incentive that companies put within their games to really steal and exploit their game users as much as possible. And that brings us to the first real solution to the problems that we are seeing not only in the college board but even in these other industries, and that's to put students and the clients first. The first way is to listen to the complaints from students. Because of the recent AP testing, there have been quite a few com complaints, and the College Board has actually been doing quite good in this regard. Due to the recent problems with submitting their answers to the AP test, the College Board has now introduced a new method of submitting answers, emailing them to a certain email server. And this is very good in sense of listening to users. And the only thing that we need to see as students from this organization is not only to listen to people when they're scrutinized the most, but to also push this farther and to ensure that complaints are heard and they're taken into account when making the next solution to the next problem. The speed and the order of this problem solution connect is what really needs to be assessed when looking at the college board. Now, the second way that the College Board can assess many of its problems and create a valid solution is to simply add resources. And this really goes back as well to the socioeconomic differences that create some of these problems at hand. Due to the coronavirus and the situation we have right now, the College Board put some resources on its YouTube channel in 45-minute videos, essentially compiling all the necessary information for the AP exams. And... I believe that they were on a very good track when they were doing this. Many students were able to have access to these resources, whether it be in middle class to high class to impoverished families. And that is quite important when looking at the socioeconomic divide. The only problem is that these resources were quite bland. Many people I knew didn't use them at all, and if they did, they felt as if they didn't gain anything from it. Now, although they were on the right track, what I would like to see is the College Board going further than simply making 45-minute bland YouTube videos because of the coronavirus situation and adding more resources to their website. This would only allow for many students to gain the exposure they need to the test and the resources at hand to ensure that all students have a fair shot at getting a good score on the AP exam and to get college credit. Overall, the College Board as an organization, is on the right track to helping its users. Although there are some problems, such as the immensely high cost of the AP tests, the College Board can put itself on the right track 
to create solutions to the problems at hand, whether it be the socioeconomic divide or the problems with simply submitting a test with the track that the college board is on right now. If they put the students and clients first, if they add resources, they can change the landscape of American education and more than that, global education as well. Because not putting customers first decreases the reputation of the organization, something that they shouldn't want. Which means that overall, on the right track, the College Board puts students and clients first and creates adequate solutions. They can really make a change in the lives and educational lives of millions of students across the globe.